What's going on, everybody? It is Friday, June 11th. You have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Zawaski, a.k.a. Father Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Alto Soto. I mean, I know you're trying to be positive, Zoe, but I'm trying. I-, I can't imagine anything other than this playing in your head when you hear the magical news. I am having a very bad day. Variation, yes. I like how you had that queued up, though. That's awesome. (laughs) And the, I'm gonna say, middle of America traveler, K Fitz. What's up, buddy? I, I, I know. I I feel bad for you guys, but you know what? You know, there's always a silver lining to these things, and uh, new hero, new moment. So, you know, if you're down, just wait. There's a hero waiting somewhere, and his name might be. I don't know. I don't know the thing. So you, Mendick. No, that's a good segue though, because what we did after last week's show is we asked people for trade packages or players <laughs> that they would like to trade for, and we got a lot of responses. So thank you to everyone who did that. Uh, you can uh, put it in the comment section if you're watching us live on Thursday night. If there's a certain player you want us to talk about, but even before the horrible news that we'll get to in just a second because we'll lead off the show with it um yeah so we got some we're gonna talk about trades today we're gonna talk about trades we're gonna talk about a lot of things i don't even want to say it uh (laughs) yeah i know but uh cubs are looking good socks are holding on with a nice lead in the al central there's a lot of a lot of stuff to dive into so just buckle up everybody let's tap this guy Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. Can put it on the board, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. As always, the show is brought to you by PointsBet. Use promo code PINWHEELS when signing up to win that money. And then also this show is brought to you by us, three of us. Buy our merch. The link is there or the link at the top of our Twitter account at PinwheelsIvyPod. You can go there and support the show. Shout out to all the awesome people that have already done so. It's You will not believe how appreciative it is. Mr. Loaf, please restrain from that language in our comment section, sir. Um, I want to hear them all. Give me all the curse words. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right. Fuck it. <laughs> the White Sox have a really, really tough time running to first base. Apparently this year we saw Luis Robert go down with an injury. And then on Wednesday night, even before uh, him, T.A., he was on yeah, the IR. T.A. was on the IR. I mean, Eloy was reaching over the fence. But um, on two Wednesday night, uh, Nick Magical was having himself a pretty good game. 
up until that point, hit a nice shot in the gap for a double RBI, um, was trying to beat out one of his trademarked choppers that he does so often. And he just basically just completely whiffed. He went to plant on first base and missed the base. And he tore two or three muscles in his hamstring. Um, Rick Hahn has said now he is on the 60-day IL, and they're still trying to decide if they want to just to rest and see what happens or if they're just going to say, fuck it, and do surgery and call it a season for him. Um, I'm not a doctor. I don't know which way I would go. Obviously, I want to see him play. Um, so that sucks. So obviously – Anyone that's watched the show, follow me on Twitter or anything. I'm a big Nick Magical fan. Have been since they drafted him. <laughs> Everything was starting to click for my boy. It looked like the speed of the game was slowing down for him. Uh, he was making more dynamic plays, you know, to his right in the field. His throwing looked a lot crisper. His transitions on double plays were getting faster. He was finding gaps at the plate. He hit a home run when me and Fids were in the crowd on Friday. Like, Things were really starting to come together, and um, yeah, it sucks. I mean, there's no way to put it. And I mean, team-wise, I know there's people out there that for still for some reason don't like him. Whatever, I get it. That's fine. But he led the team in batting average. He was the fifth highest-ranked WAR player on Baseball Reference on the team. I mean, it's not like I'm just losing a guy that I root for. The White Sox are losing a pretty crucial piece to this team right now that's already shorthanded with Aloy and Robert down and Kopik and like 10 other people. So it just sucks. And I think Fids, I like how you started the show um, with, you know, this is when a new hero needs to emerge. And yeah, I mean, with Nick Madrigal being down, this will give a guy like Danny Mendick. I mean, he's starting at second base on Thursday night. Let's see what happens. It's, this is a very good shot for him. Um, I don't know what else to really say about it. Just it sucks, dude. You know, the yeah, and like oh, you got God. I was gonna say like like you said, it wasn't just like uh, I mean like entering the season like it was like oh he lost Eloy, then like oh you lost a depth piece in Adam Angle. Yep. And it's like yeah, obviously the angle, obviously the Eloy one was bigger news, but like you know the Angle one was like I mean yeah, you were maybe hoping for like a platoon then to start the season with them, but mm-hmm. like fine. He's a backup player. Yep. Nick Madrigal, like you said, it, it's not just like, oh, we lost, we lost position player. It's like, no, he, like, when the offense was struggling, he was yes. one of the few guys who kind of, you know, was a reason why you guys kept scoring runs. He was mm-hmm. very important to, like, you know, flipping over the lineup and, you know, turning nothing into something. Uh, and now you lose it. And again, for all the, the detractors, the haters, whatever, mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been kind of uh, up and down a number, like kind of iffy, kind of skeptical. Uh, still hitting 300. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter <laughs> if that's a 300 with, like, a whole bunch of singles or whatever. <laughs> you can't take away a guy hitting 300 and be like, nah, it's not a big deal. It's like this one. Yeah, this, this hurts. Obviously, it's not, like, the biggest one out of, like, the three. But, like, like holy shit. Like, the, the bad luck the that the Sox are having Nor is the just – no. Like, God damn. Like, yep. This is unbelievable. Yeah, it it they're just snake bitten. I mean 
You know, but the, the beautiful thing of what they've done this year, and this is something they've done all year. I mean, they've lost, again, two potential all-stars, and now they're losing another guy that's having a really good season. And there's been other guys that have dipped out, too. Is This team seems like it's built to just step up and just move on. You know, not not saying that they forgot everybody. I mean, they'll hang a jersey in the dugout and have a, you know. Yeah, someone will give a eulogy. Yeah, you'll, you'll get the Abraham Lincoln Chubbs, Chubbs treatment. Uh, Keelan's got another one. Keelan's got a growing, like, uh, and I like the one that um, – What's his name's doing? Um, Dick uh, with his, Dick his the knife. Uh, knife's doing his, his uh, Undertaker uh, cemetery. But the fact is, these guys, you know, this is, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say totally Russo, but this is why you bring in a, a management team that too that doesn't flinch when this stuff happens. They just simply say, all right, whose turn is it? And this team has taken on that persona too. Every time that someone's gone down, someone else has stepped up and you need a new hero. You need people to step over. Is it optimal? No. Is it a good situation? No. And will they be able to maintain it? No. But right now, until they maybe go find something on the trade market, somebody needs to step up and at least fill the gap and tread the water until they can get a solution to losing these certain guys. And they were already trying to figure out a solution to the Eloy and and Robert stuff. I I think the magical one's harder to fill just because Mm -hmm. second harder position to kind of fill. But you've got a guy like Todd Frazier. You've got you've got people that are available out there that you can probably uh, get. <laughs> let's start higher. Let's start higher than Todd Frazier. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying you've got options out there and you can move up the line. Adam Frazier. That's oh, Adam Frazier. Sorry, not Todd Frazier. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, that makes more sense. <laughs> and you get you, you know, a boxer. Um, Todd Frazier's like at the same level of uh, – who was it, Zoe? God damn it. Uh, yeah. Of Yolmer. Like you don't, you don't no. have anything to do with that. There's a lot of Frasers <laughs> and other – people that people want to trade for and we'll get to all those, but Joe Fisher. Yeah. I mean, you want that though. You, th- and this team's built that way. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if the white Sox rattle off a bunch of wins in a row too. It, it, it really is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just laughing at Beef's comment. I, I forgot that uh, Todd Frazier when he was with the Sox, he just like blocked half a white Sox Twitter. Yeah. I do have this, by the way, I'm beef. I got to ask you this here in the chat. I have to, you know, now that I've been in your backyard and, and quietly peed in the corner that you didn't see, um, there might be a little doo doo back there too. My bad. Um, just I'm marked by territory. I'm weird, but I have a picture. Are you are you listening to this in the backyard right now while you're cracking a beer before the game tonight? Like now that I've seen how quick it is for you to walk, uh, I'm impressed with the the proximity of that hot tub to, uh, yeah, yeah. It's right. Grab a baggie. Fine. So, all right. Brian Goodwin comes up. He was a pickup from the the Pirates at the time. Um. Major League experience. Some people seem pretty excited about him when uh, the White Sox Pirates dropped him and the White Sox picked him up. Um, I really don't know much about him. Um, but it's not in the lineup tonight, but Yomer Sanchez is batting in the two-hole for some reason. <laughs> Wait, what? Yomer yeah. Sanchez? I mean, you're oh, Mercedes. Oh, no. You already oh, have you already have been down to Yomer Sanchez? It's, oh, that's not good. Well, sense. that's kind of getting there. I but, actually no, it is. It is. Yeah, <laughs> ruining names. Aldo, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna be like, yeah, that Justin Field. Yeah, I mean it's. And to your point, Kevin Liam Hendricks has a quote now. It just came out on Twitter. Scott Merkin tweeted it. Liam Hendricks on the White Sox. This is a team's. This is where teams show their character. This is where teams show their resilience. We dig deep and figure out how to win. If you can't win now with a bunch of injuries going on, how are you ever going to win in October? I love, and you have those kind of guys in the clubhouse. They 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 know that, 
You have to. You have to. You and, and the thing is, they don't have time to sit here and feel sorry for themselves. Fans no. can't do that. You guys as fans could feel – you could drink yourself into oblivion tonight. It doesn't matter. The product's going to be the same on the field. These guys have no chance. They have to sit – they have to say, look, guys, Maddie's out. Next. You got to. And it, yeah. it, that's the thing about this game is, you know, and that's the funny part about when you and teams talk shit to each other, especially early in the season. A lot of things can happen. Like, And these are things that where you're like, God, you never want to see these things happen, especially, you know, this early. But, my God, like the injury bug has been – it's been bad and it's it's all around the league i mean so much so that you know some of those statistical websites are starting to like track that in their bar graphs and stuff like that like the whole coming off a a two spring training 60 game season with a weird year it just it seems like things are off um but uh the other good news though was michael kopech is going to start doing side sessions so he should be back momentarily and we were talking about this earlier. I mean, in front of the show, Beeflo from the 108 brought it up too on Twitter. This is where guys like Adam Engel needs to he needs to find it. Danny Mendick did a pretty good job filling in when Madrigal got hurt last year. You know, he was serviceable. He did okay. He actually got a little hot for like a week, and that's when people were tweeting me like, "Oh, Madrigal doesn't need to come back." <laughs> those were those were smart tweets. Um, sorry, I am a little salty. Like underneath everything is going to be just a layer of saltiness during this whole show. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, Fizz. I think you got the right mindset. I'm going with that, but it's the only and, mindset uh, you can have. I mean, what else can yeah. you do? You can't control it. You control what you can control. Right. The only thing you can control is your actions from here. That's it. That's all you can do. And mm-hmm. also. Properly, you know, running to first and forward leaning instead of lunging towards the bag, which is yeah. the most dangerous thing that we've talked about on the show enough now. It's happening over and over again. We talked about it a little bit in the chat. I think I might have even sent you guys a link how, how I'm an ESPN story talking about how base running is, is at its worst in Major League Baseball right now. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. And this is part of it. This is the reason you don't lunge at first base. That extra inch, just to be safe, is not worth the risk of you banging out your ACL, twisting your knee up tearing a hamstring and these guys are diving at the bag like that. And you see these injuries and this has to be taught at the, at the highest level guys, front side of the bag, forward lean. If you're out, you're out. I'd rather lose you for an out than lose you for a season. And they're right. not, it's not worth it. Game seven of the world series to top, you know, like in Jake Taylor's, you know, from, from major league, you know, try to beat out a bunt diving in, know your knee. It's the last play you'll ever play. Fine. Do it. But mm-hmm. you know what? The juice ain't worth the squeeze on beating out a regular season ground ball in a game in June run the bases right, forward lean, stop the lunges. Everything starts there. It's the most dangerous place on the Major League Baseball field right now is first base on a ground ball. So many bad things have been happening there, and it's because they're not being taught how to properly do this or at least not being reinforced. And I think at the mm-hmm. lower level, it's just not being taught. So call it what it is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the Sox still have a four-game, I guess, lead. I don't want to call it a cushion against a Cleveland team that, you know, they got to be sitting back being like, you know, we might fuck around and win this division. Like these guys are dropping like flies, you know, we can go get it. And that might actually put a little extra pop in their step. They definitely got the horses on the pitching staff. Um, I was going to say two things. Uh, The first was in terms of like just the future outlook of the team and beef brought up in the, in the comments here now, like the reason you still don't feel like just like, holy shit, it's over is because the starting pitching has been fucking Mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Like up and down, the rotation has been great, and that's and that's with even like you know, Cease early on having 
I mean, not not even just like his struggles were like he just couldn't go deep in games. Um, right. But like they've all been great. Kopik and the spot starts that he's gotten and his bullpen work, awesome. Uh, even a guy like Crochet, like he's had that the injury and he's come back, but like he's still been good. Just the entire there's just been like a few guys, you know, bummer. Like talking about uh, like injury luck, he's just had like the worst bad luck. When he's out there, like just mm-hmm. weird shit always happens when he's out there. Um, Lynn or um, well, I mean, Lance Lynn has been fucking great too. Uh, but I was like Hendricks, he's been great except for like I'm. Like, he saved every game. Like it's been like the what like, the extra inning games that like they scored mm-hmm. on him. Yep. Um, but you know, it's like that's why Sox fans like even with the it, it, with every fucking mounting injury, it's like still in it, still feel like all right because the pitching has been so great. And then the second part is like you look at the division, it's just Cleveland and like it's Cleveland. That, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yep. it's Cleveland. That no, right there. The thing is, too, it, honestly, I, I have a quick fix for all the injury problems. All you have to do is just inject Lance Lynn into their into their veins, and everything will heal. Because that dude is the that I can't get enough. I can't get enough. I can't get enough of him. Last night, or. You call your buddy and tell him to demand a trade to the south side. That would fix a lot of things. Uh, Eric Sogard? (laughs) (laughs) Fine. I'll ask you. Fine. If you really want him, though, I mean, he's a lefty bat (laughs) with his glasses. He takes down your COVID uh, vaccination rate. No, 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 no. can play all over the infield, though. Um, Lance Lynn might win the Cy Young. Nice. He's pitching that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely going to be – I think he's a, a no-brainer all-star. I guess that depends on how the rotation falls. But, mm-hmm. he, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's been sick. Rodon's been sick. Like you said, he's – I mean, knock on everything in made of wood that they all stay okay. Kopech's coming back. Crochet's starting to look good. Foster, uh, here. Uh, they've all, you know, they're finding stuff. Bummer's been kind of bad, but he'll figure it out. His stuff's too good. I think it's a location issue. I don't know, man, but that kind of brings us to the thing that we asked for. And what I want to do here is just kind of read names because these people, some of you guys spent like time on this. Like we got like full explanations in the DMs and we and, really appreciate and dick pics, which was a weird combination of trade requests and pictures of Richard Nixon. I, I no idea. Mm-hmm. Strange. Right. Um, but we really appreciate everybody that like put thought and effort into it. Um, even if you just sent us a name, actually, that was kind of cool. Um, I'm trying to go down to the first one. Okay. Here are now keep in mind too. all of these trades targets that were sent to us were sent to us pre magical injury. Yeah. Obviously some of these might not be as important as others right now, but um, so we got four, four players on this one. Uh, Robbie Grossman, and he actually puts in parentheses, he's on Detroit, so they probably won't trade in the division. Um, Richard Rodriguez, Kendall Graveman, and Tyler Naquin. Um, trying to give you the cliff notes because he kind of wrote a lot. 
he would love Grossman's high OBP. Sox would also be lacking some power, and Naquin could address that. Since he is somewhat in it, I'll bet under 500, so they'd have to fall back a little more. Rodriguez, 31, so I don't know how much he'll really cost, even though he's going. He's really, really good this year. Same thing with Graveman. So, again, pre-Madrigal, but I don't think a bullpen arm is going to be any kind of a – target right now and I guess I do agree with you in the comment section that you know a couple relievers would be nice and maybe if they can work it as a part of a deal but they need a bat now badly you just took a guy hitting you just took your highest batting average out of the lineup yep you got you got to go get a stick so by the way someone if anybody out there can do or you guys the first person that says Puig is a choice please slap them though yeah, no, we have not gotten any pleaks. We have not gotten any pleaks. You say pleaks, you should slack. Sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, I'd be okay with that. Tyler Nyquin doesn't really move the needle for me. Uh, yeah, I think better names are coming. Uh, next one, uh, we have Marte and then Marte. So either or both Martes. I saw uh, – so, Adam oh, Frazier and Richard Gonzalez. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like the Starling Marte, there is, I think it was just a few days ago. He like wants, he wants to retire a Marlin. Which is wild. I mean, I just, yeah, I guess he just fucking loves it down there. He, uh, he told, uh, he's got their, a good thing. He must have a good thing going. Their beat report is <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I want a contract extension. Like I want to retire with the Marlin. He's 32 and he's like, yeah. Fucking love it here. <laughs> and is his um, contract situation? Doesn't he have like another year? Or is I he, think he's a free agent after this. Or is it the season? Yeah, maybe. I mean, no, but that would be a great. Like, obviously, for a couple years, when Arizona traded him, he was a hot name. Right. And I mean, I have no clue what the fuck the Marlins are doing because they just have like these like random kind of solid players, but then they're not really that good overall as a team. So. Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't be mad about either of the Marte brothers. Um, I think it's realistic when it comes to, you know, these trades. I think the price won't be ridiculous. So let's just talk about this guy because he's going to come up about 15 more times. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Adam Frazier, second baseman for the Pirates, have himself a year. He is having himself a year. Uh, he is batting 329 with an OBP of 391 and an OPS of 862. He's got two homers, 24 RBIs, three stolen bases, and he leads he's, leads the Pirates in hits by 20 hits. Like, I mean, I know the Pirates suck, but, like, he is their best player right now. Um, my worry would be cost. Yes. That, that. I mean, he's on the last year – or no, that was no. He still has one more year of arbitration. Yeah. Yes, he still has one more year of arbitration. Um, it all would depend on cost. Now, I got a hypothetical thrown at me involving Jerry Kelly. Um, okay, I think you, okay. I think you pull the trigger because, as you two, as Cubs fans know, these windows that people get so excited about don't stay open as long as people would like. And there's no guarantees that there'll be a window next year. Like exactly, you, you're in the window. You gotta go. Exactly. And when you're pitching, when you have a top three rotation in baseball, that doesn't happen every year. So, 
you go and get a guy. If you if you have an opportunity to get Adam Frazier, I think you have to take it. I think you have to take it. So I think I think if you're looking for a left-handed arm, you even package up a deal and go after our boy Chase and Shreve. Make it a package deal. Who's fine with that? Throwing lights. He dominated the Dodgers today. Two two. I mean, uh, two or one plus innings. This was like I think it was like an inning and two thirds. <laughs> and I think the other the other name from the Pirates is uh, Brian Reynolds. And I looked yep. at him and it's like solid, okay. but then. Like it wouldn't be like so much the big name, but like I like we know the Pirates are cheap, so like what do they love? Players that they don't have to play. He's not mm-hmm. even he's not even his first year of arbitration yet. Yeah. Right. So, so like he, they're you know, gonna ask for like yeah, we want like some of your young, like good prospects. I like obviously not the top line of whatever the Sox have left, but like that one I feel would you. But the other thing is uh, and here about Reynolds, by the way, and this is this fits in with the White Sox, by the way, is he's slugging five fifty six against lefties. In his last forty-one plate appearances, you fit right in. Yeah. And the other thing with the with the pirates, though, is you can fleece them, so don't rule anything out. <laughs> right. We know that deal that they made with Tampa Bay a few years ago. Right, you can definitely fleece them. And I mean, players like Frazier, and I think Alex brought up in the comments there, dude. He's a young. He's not like the youngest guy in the world, born in ninety-one, but like, so he's what twenty-nine. He's having arguably a career year. I'm not trying to stay in Pittsburgh, dude. Uh, worse off. This is well, not <laughs> here's the pirates too. And we know this now based on our experience, knowing what we know about Shreve there too. They're, they signed a bunch of people at the beginning of the season, hoping they pan out because that's exactly what they're creating is draft capital. Right. They, they, they created a farm of draft capital. And unless you're a player that came up through the organization and you're someone that they see as like a future linchpin, every single person that lineup could probably get begot. Or mm-hmm. get bought for a lot less than you would get for like another franchise. They literally open the season knowing that the trade deadline, they are praying to God that some of these guys that they signed to minor league deals and whatever deals all right. pay out. Some of them are, and they're gonna they're gonna get they're they're basically taking probably pennies off the dollar when it comes to that because they're just trying to load up with prospects and it might not cost as much to get them as it would like another organization that maybe is a little bit more prospect light. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think yeah. I mean, Brian Reynolds, both those names from the Pirates, Frazier and Reynolds, are extremely popular among White Sox fans on at least Twitter. I don't mess with Facebook. I saw, <laughs> I saw this random name, uh, Estruble Cabrera. Why? Why? I, I don't get that. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like he's been in the league since 1992. How old is Estruble? And I can't. 34, maybe? You can't expect me to make a serious face when I'm 14 bush lights deep and have to say S. Drubal. That's just, <laughs> that's just not going to be good for S. anybody. S. Drubal, he's 35. God, seriously, that's it? I really, I'm really, i not kidding. Drubal. I swear to God, I, I played with him in uh, on Nintendo 64, like an MLB game. Like, <laughs> he's, I feel like he's been in the league forever. So I don't know why people would want that um this one is a i appreciate the spirits for this one uh jesse winker yeah it's not gonna happen the reds aren't doing that i like it it'd be a great fit be a fucking awesome fit i just don't see cincinnati doing that those are are costly moves yeah that that one that's a it'll cost you uh, let me skim this one. I think the Nationals will also be sellers, and I would love for the White Sox to trade for Max. I, excuse me, sir. I believe he is uh, spoken for. And why would the White Sox trade for a starting pitcher? 
You I, I mean, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't want to have Max Scherzer. If you don't want him, though, I, I, I will <laughs> Stop. Stop it. I mean, you can Stop say, it. I mean, I, yeah. Stop I mean, it. Oh, Zoe just publicly said it doesn't want Max Scherzer. So, you know what? The Cubs will take. <laughs> totally. Take good. Him. He's too good. Pick me out. We're good with what we have. Yeah. No. Scherzer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I want to throw this name out there because he just did some work on the South Side not too long ago. Freddie Galvis in Baltimore. Mm. Okay. Okay. Wouldn't mind that at all. Especially after. What he just did to the white, he, he was so it was Freddie Galvis, and, and then they played Detroit and the catcher with the pedophile Shoop. stash. Oh, wait, no, uh, it was wait, like, wasn't it Shoop? No, well, Shoop? Shoop, he always hits, but it was Detroit's catcher that I, I can't even think of his name, Hassie, yeah, Hass, Hass, Hass. Hass. yeah, he looks like he's got a hundred foot restraining order from every school in Detroit, but um, he starts hitting bombs, and so it's guys like that. I, Freddie Galvis looks really good. You looked really good on the south side. So I keep getting guys who have been on my fantasy team. Ryan McMahon, somebody uh, put in the that, That's another name that's been – I actually have – he's going into his ARB2 year um, after this season. The thing with Ryan McMahon, and I know this is lame. And of course. People, yeah. His batting average in Colorado is 280. His batting average on the road is 220. Oof. Um, Eight of his home runs have come at home, five of them on the road. Uh, his slugging percentage in Colorado is 542. His slugging percentage on the road is 417. His this OPS, is something I need to pay attention to. Yeah, his, <laughs> his OPS at home is 860. His OPS on the road is 713. And, I mean, he's played only five more games at home. So these stats aren't, like, completely skewed. But he's another guy, though, I mean – I, I wouldn't say no. I just like he's I think he's like on the level of, you know, like the guys who might be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just wouldn't overpay uh, for that. For the, Peralta? David Peralta? Not an option. I, I, I feel like he's been struggling like a lot lately, and it's like, eh, is it really that much of an upgrade over or you mentioned Adam. the name, although why not go get the guy that he's like an AJ type that just kills you in the division? Go get Jonathan Shoop. I mean, yeah, that guy just—he just hits dingers. He can't really do a lot else, but fucking hits home runs. Here's the here's the name that's like way out there. I don't know how realistic it can be, but if the you know it's July, slacks are still looking good. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 outlook for the AL like it's up for the taking. Trevor Story. That would be very expensive. Not a, no, it's not. Well, well, as far as the trade, yeah, but it's yeah. coming. Five six point six million. Oh, I know, and he I mean, acted, he's going to be a free agent after this year, uh, right? And he, they've already made it extremely clear that he will not play for the Rockies after this year. He said he wants out. Ownerships like we're trying to trade you, dude. Just sit tight. You're lucky, like the Cardinals. It could be like uh, that. Would be I like mean, an MLB the Show infield, though. That would I mean, be we, but we've seen those big types of trade. Manny Machado was traded to the Dodgers in twenty. What was that's it, true. That's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, that's a pipe dream. No, it is. That's like a way yeah. fantasy land sucks yeah. like really going all in. Right. But mm-hmm. hey, I mean, it's it's definitely like a thing because then you can like, I mean, I know if you play shortstop, like, you can you can move those guys around. That's right. Fine. Not a problem. Oh, Trevor Story can play second base, no problem. I don't think Tim Anderson yeah. could. And we've seen Yohan Mankata at second base. It wasn't great. And he's been having an MVP-like season at third. I don't mess with Yohan Mankata right now. Yumper throws out 
Starlin Castro or Harrison from the Nationals. That's not a bad idea either. Starlin Castro is not that good yet. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> Harrison, I could maybe mess with. Um, again, this one was pre-Madrigal, but before the Madrigal injury, this was a name that everybody was looking at. Uh, trade for Gallo, Joey Gallo, $6.2 million this year with an ARB next year. Uh, I would trade a package of Matthew Thompson, Blake Rutherford, Zach Birdie, and for, if for some reason that's not enough shit, I'll throw in Luis Gonzalez. I mean, Joey, take Joey, Gallo, right? Joey Gallo in right field would be sick. And he's not going to cost much in ARB next year. He's not having like the blowout season that, that a Joey Gallo may have too, so he's not going to be an expensive arbitration guy either. It's, it'll probably be a little bit more of an elevated – Trade for Baez, though. For, you guys can have Bobby. I mean – What's it? What's that gift everybody likes when he goes like this? <laughs> like, uh, um, you don't want to hire Baez? It's like Vesa. That locker room would be just him trying to talk over TA, trying to talk over him. And, oh my god! But, but you could also take solace in the fact that more than likely, after Javi joins that clubhouse, he'll have uh, Tony Larusa convinced to get a net tat with the MLB logo. So it'll be pretty. Yeah. I would love to see net tatted. <laughs> Possibly. Um, Patrick Christ. Wisdom? Do you want Patrick Wisdom? I know you're trying to trade him to me, but what yeah. if you want to trade to the Sox? Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a buy high. <laughs> if I ever see one, I am get. I'm just like the same way the Sox fans are feeling about Mercedes is yeah. like how I'm feeling about Wisdom, and I I am not looking forward 100%. to like in a couple weeks when he's hitting like 150. Well, just remember, like three four weeks ago, we were talking about how awesome Matt Duffy was, so. And then he got hurt, yeah. <laughs> but the difference between you know those guys and this is is I do think that that wisdom is a guy that was projected to be very good and he hadn't clicked yet. So this is a weird lightning in a bottle situation too. But the Cubs would be, I mean, if they sold him high, I mean, you know, he may, he may be the sacrificial lamb to keep KB around too. Who knows? Um, but here he goes. A uh, question for you: Zoe, yeah. do you think the Sox believe they have a problem in right field now that Angle is back? Yes, they do because Adam Angle doesn't hit. Uh, right-handed pitching very well. And, and then Adam Eaton. And Adam Eaton. <laughs> so I forgot to use it on last um, last week's show, but I really wanted – our friends over at Sox Machine had a perfect analogy for Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton is a four-year-old cell phone. It works really good when it's fully charged, but then it still needs like five days to charge. Really I watched that. like the I watched a few innings of the last game on I was at Wednesday against the Blue Jays and mm-hmm. uh Edwin is like you know like you know tryhards are annoying but like if they're good it's like all right you like tolerate it but he's just like a tryhard and he's just like not good like that yeah. throw he at home where it was like twenty feet off and he's just like like putting everything behind that he has it's like dude yes like, you're fucking, like not even close what are you doing yeah, active chocolate lab that hasn't been on a walk in months yeah and then it's frustrating because he does that and you're like wow he like threw his whole body into that and it wasn't even close and then on thursday mookie blaylock takes oh one mookie bat sorry not mookie blaylock jesus my head is all i am all Holy shit, sorry. Right what are you uh, i am, I am all already has right melted now. me and zoe's brain so <laughs> Mookie Betts, not Mookie Blaylock, Pearl Jam named after Mookie Blaylock. Um, Mookie Betts takes a one hop, spins, blindly throws a perfect dart and nails the runner at home. I mean, don't get me wrong. That is a unbelievable play. But then you, so, but as a Sox fan, you watch that and you're just like, 
Angle does that. He throws the ball seven rows up. Angle's squared up, shoulders square, feet squared, has time, just needs to put the ball on a plate. And, yeah. I mean, the other thing, too, that the White Sox desperately need is Jose Abreu to start hitting fastballs again. Mm. He's just going up to the plate, and they're just straight, here you go, dude. Here's 96-plus. Hit it if you can. And (laughs) I have a theory. I think Jose is doing an Ocean's Eleven long con. Oh. And he's like, oh, no, I can't hit fastballs. This is terrible. Everyone just throw me fastballs. And then when, you know, he decides to flip the switch, he has another little 10 home run month. And he's just like, oh, I can hit fastballs again. How weird. Would you say he's doing either a smuggler's paradise, a swinging priest, or hell in a handbasket con? Definitely hell in a handbasket. That's good. It's good. We'll yeah, call that hell in a handbasket. That's good. Yeah, hell in a handbasket. But – yeah, so I don't know. There's everybody's got to step up. Uh, there's another message here. We kind of already talked about this. Uh, Cubs should trade for Max Scherzer. Scherzer, Scherzer. Max S. Um, yeah, I think the Cubs would very much like to have Max Scherzer on their team. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Okay, so so you just brought up a Brave and his number. I didn't like because I I just remember that he was like, you know, balls. below Can't average in April. Had a hot May, and like it's only been like what, like a week, week and a half in June. Yeah. He's hitting 083. Can't, can't hit fastball. They're just literally, he's going up to the plate and getting four fastballs. He looked a little banged up yesterday, right? Did he tweak his, his, like he was hobbled a little bit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> An umpire tossed him down. Umpire gun, yeah, <laughs> yeah, gun the bat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gun the bat backwards <laughs> to get it out of the way of the play at the plate and just capped Jose Abreu. He falls down like there's a sniper in the building, and it's just like, what is going on with this team? What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, what do you uh... – I thought I tuned in late because I, I was just like – I was going back in the stream to see like what like what happened, and I thought he like – like stepped on the bat and like rolled and like twisted his ankle. Right. No, he got. Uh, but capped. then like you just got capped. Like oh my god. He capped him, dude. <laughs> it was unreal. And I mean, my whole thing about all these trades and everything. I mean, there wasn't a bad one in the comments. A lot. Of, we got a lot of comments that were the same names, so I'm not just going to read the same names over and over again. Um, another name that's thrown out there, Charlie Blackman. Mm-hmm. Why not? I feel um, like that's that name with the Sox has been around for years. And it also makes sense because the Sox like getting guys on the back nine. Um, <laughs> but my thing with the trade, and we talked about this on the show when we were talking about going after an outfield arm, but I really, really don't want to see Rick Hahn sit on his hands here. Like, make the move now, man, because other teams are going to have injuries. And also as we get closer to the trade deadline – the market's going to get tougher. Um, <laughs> but my thing with the trade, and oh, oh sorry, I just got other teams are going to have injuries and getting feedback. Um, but yeah, other teams are going to have injuries and the market's just going to get flooded. So make the trade now, mm-hmm. get the best deal. Come on, Rick, use your fancy lawyer talk. And, well, I was uh, going to ask you, though. So, like, now with the magical injury, like, and obviously you wanted like some outfield help. But like, if it what, like I'm not saying it's gonna be one of the two. Cause I don't like I don't know. Maybe he does a couple moves. But like, what do you think is a higher priority? Yeah, another infielder to cover second base or outfield. I think Kevin spoke to it earlier. I mean, fielding wise, I think they're fine. 
they're they're fine in the infield. I think Lurie and Mendick can hold it down at second base, like in the field. So if it's an outfielder, if it's a second baseman, whatever, they just need to find another bat. I just need a bat. I don't care where that bat goes because they need help in the outfield. They need help at second base. I don't care where that bat's got to go, but they need a bat. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just you just let again your highest batting average is gone for the year. Your guy that was the lineup mover, contact guy, is gone. I'm just gonna say he's gone for the year. He's gone for the year. Um, Come on, so you, you you need to get a you need to get a bat. You need to get a bat. Don't get. I think defense is a second thought here. Go get a bat. I think that's our priority. I think your bullpen can handle. It. I think your starting rotation sign. It has to be the bats. It has to be the bats. Yeah, and I. But I mean, if it's a right fielder and then Mendick's got to play second, fine. If that means we got, you know, Joey Gallo out in right field, like. I think whatever. Right. Oh, by the way, so I was going to ask you. Water. You're just treading water until maybe you get those guys back. You got to really keep your fingers crossed for a fast heel for uh, Robert and and Eloy, and you know Robert's eating Domino's pizza every night, so he'll be fine. <laughs> He won't gain 78 pounds by stop that back. shit, dude. I know his metabolism is probably like a million times faster. Is than he rever- mine, like, reverting back to his uh, Birmingham diet? He's taking he's taking like Instagram or whatever or TikToks or yeah he's he's eating pizza he's eating Domino's he's back. So has has Mendick has Mendic been bad in the outfield? Not terrible. I mean, none of these guys that they're just forcing to play outfield Vaughn Mendick any have been bad. Okay. Like the no, defense, I was just wondering if but no, he was. There's definitely like 50-50 balls and stuff like that that a, a guy who's played outfield his whole life catches that mm-hmm. these guys that are literally learning to play outfield at the major league level, uh, they're pulling up on or they're taking bad breaks to them or shitty routes or whatever. That's where you really see the, the lack of experience. It's not like, you know, they're misplaying routine fly balls and shit like that. They're getting right. that stuff done. Um yeah, I mean, make the deal while you're in the lead. Hopefully, you're starting pitching. And I mean, this still is a lineup that has, you know, Tim Anderson, Yoan Mancata, Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandal. Yeah, like, I mean, it's Adam Ingle, hopefully. I really think he's going to start turning around. And you hope like, that. Honestly, yeah. honestly, you just need, like, your big guys to, to be big be guys. Them. Yeah. yeah. And yep. you'll be fine. We dudes. Yep. The, yeah, and I mean, but a move has to be made. Yep, that's the bottom line. I mean, there is no way to justify sitting on your hands right now. I think the biggest problem with this in general now, with magical going down as well, is that it just it cuts out some of the high ground that 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 Han had in negotiating mm-hmm. with other teams because now other teams can say you're a little bit more of a shithole than you were before, and yep. now we're going to try and we're going to try and make you a little bit more of a mark than we, we had before. So yep. they, they are going to probably try and get more out of this, and it, it, this is this is now Han's time to shine too. Is he's the next man up too? I mean, he's got to figure out a way to make this not hurt and be effective and beneficial at the same time, and that's going to be right. very difficult for him to do. Yeah, I mean, I got to imagine every call Han makes starts out with "Well, you, well, well" or something you, stupid like that. You know what I was thinking about? The, this is really the first – I mean, obviously he did it this past offseason with the Lynn trade, but this is his first time in season that going into, like, the trade deadline or, like, around – or just making trades to, like, win, like, for the season since 2016. Like, this is his mm-hmm. first time. Since 
Yeah. I mean, I want to bring up what happened in 2016, but like, right. This, no, but no, he's in, this is the first this is like time. The I first think... time where it's like for re- like, really, we are really a contender. We need to make moves to like fill out the roster or whatever it is for this year. Yeah. I mean, I think he's going in no question about it. You're a buyer. You have needs. Like this is the first time he's really in that seat for sure. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. See how he handles that. So don't trade Tati's his brother. <laughs> no, they got him. I'm pretty sure they like put him on a field and like just locked the gate, like locked the door, and was like, "You can't leave until you're good, until you're as good as your brother." <laughs> um, I personally, just to kind of put a ball on this, I kind of really think Ket- uh, Kettle Marte is the move. I think that he's going to be a little bit more obtainable. Um, really, any of the names that we just mentioned, I'm good with. I'll take any of them. Just go get me someone. Yeah. Because I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more. Danny Mendick and Larry Garcia are guys that are on World Series teams as role players, not starters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, like at this point, like you're just like asking too much of those guys. Yes. If, if you don't make a move, it's like, ah. Uh. Yep. <laughs> and it, I mean, it'd be really cool if Yerman can meet in the middle between his April and May. Yeah, because he's just been completely the other right. way. Yep. I mean, he had that one hit for the walk-off, and then other than that, it's been pretty brutal. So if he can – yeah, I, I'd be – I mean, not like happy, but I'd be satisfied with somewhere in the middle of his April and his May. Mm-hmm. That's that. I mean, it is what it is. Mitch Hanniger, another great name. That's right, yep. He's yep. still up there. I mean, there is options. The biggest thing – about these options, though, is I just I don't feel 100% confident that Hans is going to pull the trigger. It makes me nervous. It really does. I, I think it's just like whatever the mentality is of like what they think about this year, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, hey, like we know that Eloy is definitely coming back. We know that uh, Robert's definitely coming back. Uh, like maybe there's an outside chance, you know, Magical can get back late in September or whatever, September. And it's like, no, like we're going to be like, like all, all systems go or whatever. It's but like if he doesn't feel that way, like maybe he's a little hesitant. It's June 10th as we're recording this. The White Sox have the third best winning percentage in all of baseball. Incredible. They have <laughs> they have the biggest lead in their division of all of baseball. Their run differential is second only to the Dodgers. I mean, like that pitching. That if, pitching staff is just I don't know what else you need, Rick Hahn as a sign to go for it, go, go give me Ryan McMahon or go get me Adam Frazier. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, it's time. Patrick wisdom. CBS, CBS sports. Uh, RJ Anderson just dropped something about, okay. I don't want you. Okay. Stop with the music. Um, it came get copyrighted. Uh, All of a sudden, I'm getting the, the Domino's, the little Caesars pizza commercial on that pop-up, but, um, uh, RJ Anderson dropped a, best opportunity or, you know, six trade options for the mm-hmm. White Sox. So I'm just reading it for the first time, too. This is what he has listed. Bertie from Miami. Who? John Bertie, third baseman. Uh, he was a name that I forget who the Marlins didn't want to trade for. Hold on. Um, Let me scroll down to the bottom. There's the Marlins. All right. Not great, Bob. Um, uh, hold on. Let me look up this dude real Escobar quick. Aaron Cabrera from Arizona. Frazier. Harrison from the uh, Nationals. And shoop, shoop. Yep. Why are you, you the first baseman? 
So, backing up the truck to John Birdie here. I don't know if his uh, 190, 291, 292 slash line is really going to move the needle here. We got to buy low. We got to buy low. Oh, here it is. The Marlins didn't want to trade Birdie to the Red Sox this past offseason for uh, Benintendi. Fine. Give us Jazz Chisholm. Jazz. Oh, I mean, you just got to do the name. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you say that name past three times, though? Because I don't know. I can. Sox fans, he is just, just, just sound like they're, hey, Jism. He's good. Like, out of the names, it's gonna, I think it's, I mean, I know we said like McMahon and like the Pirates guys, but I mean, I think it's gonna be like a veteran type. Thanks, Adrian. Yeah. Like, For your I mean, it, like, it might be a struggle career. Tenant's jokes are such good quality humor. Yeah. You job with that joke. High five. I would high five you if I could. That's really good humor. It's Brian awesome. Anderson's not a bad name from the Marlins. If they would be willing to get rid of him. I remember him. a few years ago when people were like, Brian Anderson is going to be better than Chris yep. Bryant. I'm like, what? What? That <laughs> <laughs> randomly happened. Uh, like, uh, no. Everybody was an ample replacement for Chris Bryant. <laughs> or I'll take Chris Bryant. I mean, I guess. Okay. Uh, well, okay. No, uh, Zell, let's just let's do one minute. Let's do who would you trade for Chris Bryant? That the Cubs would say yes to. That the Cubs would say yes to. Probably. I mean, it's got to start with. Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Crochet. Jared Kelly? Oh. Crochet, probably Jerry Kelly. Crochet. And Jimmy Lambert. Three pitchers? You think the Cubs would run three pitchers? Yeah. Give us all the pitchers. So keep going. All the arms. Yeah. No, that's about it. <laughs> and it let's do. Oh, what was that? Why does that keep happening? What, you're getting, getting feedback from someone's mic. Yeah, so I was getting that too. Kevin, I don't hear. I don't hear any feedback. I would. I would blow my ears off if I had feedback. Um, no, I don't. Okay, I mean, fun. so those <laughs> three. No, so the, and no, I'm just was, saying. Like, I don't. I still don't. I want Chris Bryant to. And that was trading for KB. Um, she just do that every a yeah, weekly it's, segment. It's a new that's, segment. That's trading for KB. Um, <laughs> basically, you take those pictures, and then anybody that's in the minor league system, name a player. Go for it. Name player, any player. I'm a little concerned with you with those scissors in your hands, though, considering we're really close to magical still. The new no, no, I'm good. They're, just, they're <laughs> cuticle need, scissors. Don't need you pulling a royal tenon bombs and like totally shaving your your beard off. And pulling a, um, no, 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 no. Let no, no. me. By the way, let me start off the Cubs talk by. Uh, I gave him time. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave him the couple months. You know, he started, he actually had like a couple good weeks, but I am 100% full on the DFA Eric Sogard train. Oh, um, are we hashtag done? Oh, like oh, for a long, for a while, but I'm officially like, I don't really like to like try to stay positive. You know, Cubs really weren't expected to be first place like past the, well, past more the day they are. Um, or I think they're tied now with the Brewers, but which means they're in first place. They're in first place still. So hey, they're doing better than like a lot of people expected. Want to be positive? Don't want to shit on a lot of guys. But Eric Sogard, get the fuck off this team. <laughs> 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 Eric Sogard. Uh, you know, somebody made a joke the other day. It's like you know, could the Players Association like say anything if Jed Hoare just decides to like cut Eric Sogard because he doesn't want to take the vaccine? And someone would probably like, I mean, he could probably just cut him because he has a negative war. <laughs> Eric yeah. Sager, like can't I'm hit, to... can't hit. He like he's supposed to be like the the hard hard working little infielder. Fucking yep. sucks. 
Yeah. <laughs> is he bad they, in the field? Like he's like he's, he's like fine. He, but like the other day, there's a play in San Diego. Manny Machado hits like a soft ground ball. Eric Sogard, instead of like just taking a direct route to the ball, like tries to come around it and field hit for no reason. And, like the Padres go on to score like a run or two, I think. It, not even a, like, he didn't circle the ball. Like it was more, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, like he like what are you doing, guy? Like Angles you have right. a short throw, just get to the ball and flip it to first. He's just so annoying. He can't fucking hit. Ugh. Why is and he getting playing time? And, and he's, a, he's everybody's hurt. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I think, I that's, think that's literally sure. the only reason he's put, like they brought up uh, Sergio Alcantara, who he should just be getting the starts. That's, yeah. At least he's young. You just want to see what he has. But like he's playing like once every like couple days now instead of playing every day. It's Eric Sogard. I I remember the day he the Cubs signed him to that minor league deal. I'm like, I'm I fucking hate this because number one, he's just gonna take time from Nico Horner. Because like mm-hmm. even if the Cubs started the year with David Bodie, like they could have still started with Bodie and Horner. On the fucking opening day roster, but no, they had to sign the veteran, the veteran left-handed hitter who whose his skill set is supposed to be like, oh, he can like he makes a lot of contact. He has like the his highest strikeout rate in years. And not to <laughs> mention, not to mention, we were talking about bad base running earlier. He's the dumbass oh. who dives over first base. No, what like, he didn't dive. He Kevin, he just didn't know how to fucking run. He just like <sighs> tripped over first base. And, and mind you, everybody, we are legitimately criticizing the on-field baseball product, not the miserable human he is off the field either. Right. Like, oh yeah, that's just like that's, that's just like the cherry on top. We're not even talking <laughs> about you know Q and We're talking about just what? baseball related stuff. He's just a deadhead. He's a, a dead black hole in that lineup when he's in there. He's a he's a waste of roster space that could be used by any other young prospect in the game that could actually grow. Where's uh, Nico? Where's Nico? Veteran still, still recovering from his hamstring. Yeah. Now Nico's gonna end up being down. And this is they're gonna he's got 14 days to hit for his uh service time, by the way. So this is by the way how you do manipulate service time to keep a guy down long enough to the beginning of the season. So when you send him down either because he's not getting it done or maybe perhaps an injury thing because I don't think the Cubs projected him to play this well. He's gonna go down for a 10 day, 11 day, 12 day, and then maybe stretch it out to a 13, 14 day rehab assignment magically. Nico Horner will have an extra year of control with the Chicago Cubs, but he's he's going to get ready to start here real soon. Uh, maybe I think as early as the end of this week or early next week, because I think that um, uh, we were talking a little bit. Me and Mike were talking about just like what to do now, like where 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 does it go from here? And Nico's got to get healthy, but that's he's going to be down. I would expect Nico to be down for. I mean, if we really want to be honest, and the Cubs work this way, he'll be down for 14 days. So the minute they send him down, give him 14 days, he'll be up on the 15th day probably. So that's how you can almost start the clock 15 days when he starts his rehab. That's the, the guy, I guarantee they give him like a two day off, like midway through going, we're concerned. Maybe he's a little sore. Give him a couple days off. So they keep him down for two more days. You know, they're going to stretch it. They're going to stretch it. I say 15 days. He's I, up. Don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but like, know. no, the Cubs need him back. Cause like, it's not, it's not just defensively, but like he, he was hitting like three forty or something when he was up for those couple weeks. Um, uh, but hey, positive. Patrick Wisdom's come out of nowhere, just Ooh. breaking records every game. Uh, he's been Breaker phenomenal. If this is just all he does yeah. with the Cubs, he had this great ten-game stretch. Like, thank you. Say, probably saved. Like, hopefully, it saves like a couple guys from being traded. Yep. Um, the let's see. This past trip, West Coast. I just a tangent here. West Coast trips always. Are annoying to me as right. a Cubs fan. Like now, I live like it's Arizona time, so like it's not like I love the time. Like games over like at nine thirty, so mm-hmm. that's great. 
but just the feeling the feeling of west coast games to me is like i don't i don't need like 10 slow scoring games in the middle of summer like sure i'll take that for october baseball september like playoff baseball give me all the low scoring just like you're like as you see your title your ass is like so fucking that you can't even feel it but i don't need that like the middle of like june i just want to like right. enjoy some of these games every like games just seem annoyingly low scoring and like in san francisco there were a couple blowouts and you know there's a like one or two close games but like san diego the first game was blow but then, like the rest was like like one to one games three one game the but hey they started 0-3, finished the fucking road trip 3-4 and four against, like, two of the best teams in the majors. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely two of the top teams in the NL. So Zach I, Davies. You and I differ, by the way. I love those No, I, I just hate the feeling I, of, like. I love pitchers' duels, though. I'm, that's, that's just. No, but see, I don't mind those, but these feel more like the hitters are just, like, they're kind of off. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't. It doesn't seem right. But, like, like. Like tip of the cap to Zach Davies, who's been like, but like he did a great job shutting down the Padres, and the Padres have been struggling offensively. So they got. I mean, that was was two for eighteen against the Cubs in the six games they played. I mean, Mm -hmm. if it wasn't proof, if 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 it wasn't already obvious, you shut down Tatis, you shut down the 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 Padres. Mm -hmm. it looks like that seems to be the. I mean, it was pretty obvious the, equation. The, yeah, the Padres right now are. I, I know they have a great record, but yeah, it's right now it's like Tatis and nobody else for them. Uh, and then Arietta, uh, he went five, gave up no runs. Cubs beat you, Darvish. I was who just I was waiting. Game, who started the game with a perfect game through four innings? Yep, but <laughs> so, I was waiting. I was waiting for you guys to. Uh, Cubs pitching is better than I thought. I haven't looked at. I mean, it's I don't. Fantastic. The bullpen has been fantastic. It's been the bullpen that's saving their ass because okay. the starters, starters are like innings. five innings. <laughs> In Johnny Holstaff. Yeah, but no. And at I this mean, point, and at this point, best, I mean, eleventh best ERA. In baseball, yep. yeah, and like at this point, I honestly like don't care how they're getting the outs. Just like get them. Like if if Zach Davies can only go five six innings, well, fine. Because mm-hmm. hey, I don't want him facing the lineup a third time. Like if Jake Arrieta can only give you five innings, like thank you because you've been pretty bad. Like when you get into the sixth, um, and this is the thing is too. Although yeah. this Cubs team is so good. Bullpen wise, when you if you get to the seventh inning with a lead, I, I mean you're, you got the sheriff, you've got Nance, you've got Thompson usually who's been pretty good. You've got you know Tapera has been fantastic lately. Oh, Ryan Tapera got a bunch of dudes that can bridge, to, and of course Kimbrel's been maybe arguably the best closer in baseball or one of the best you know this year so far. You know and that's a good. I mean, and it's not like it's, they're just rolling out the same three guys to close things out. They mm-hmm. there's probably five, maybe sometimes six, depending on the day guys in that bullpen that can bridge those gaps. So it's not a bad overworking because there are new guys that are stepping in and getting a yeah, job. They're like spreading it out. Yeah. Right. And so that's, it's, it's a weird kind of, you know, who's been sneaky good, Kevin, who like, I think both of us were kind of like, uh, why the fuck is this guy still on? Well, like, two guys, Winkler, Dan Winkler, <laughs> Dan Winkler, who's just he, like the thing with him. He's just like annoying to watch. Cause every count is a full count and it's yeah. like, come on, dude. <laughs> but Rex brothers, surprisingly, he's like, He's been good. He's he's also been like kind of frustrating at times, but like, hey, he has like a three three RA. So for the most part, he's been fine. Those two guys just their problem is that when the wheels come off, it's the game's over. It's just brutal. Yeah, it's just like, oh my god, get this guy out. You could pretty much chalk the game. Game's over. Like they they, when they blow up, it's over. Like they blow it up. They're giving up four runs. It's too late. Like 
the close game that you were just in the dogfight is over. You're, you're, you're on the canvas. It's over. And so those guys, that's the thing with those two guys is and they play with, you said it perfectly. They play with fire. Those guys are working full counts a ton. And you don't want a reliever that's working full counts, putting base runners on and wiggling out of jams a ton. Sooner or later, someone's going to walk into something. And that's their problem is if someone does walk into something, it's catastrophic. And you know, the other guys are just dirty. Um, and then the good news is like, uh, you know, I made a joke the other day. They, they called up Corey Abbott, uh, in San Francisco and he made his debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, are the Cubs a pitching factory right now? Cause like, it seems like every guy they bring up is like, pitched pretty good. And there's a guy, you know, so Alzale had his blister issue and he was on the IL now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a guy who made a start just, I think he pitched four innings. He's been a reliever. I think most for the most part, but I think he made this start. I think it was at triple A. Robert Stock, right-hander, I think through four innings, he was, like, hitting 101. I know that basketball. He was hitting, like, 89 with his slider or something. It's like, hey, is this another Is this another guy who just, like, just comes out of nowhere? Like, a, you know, the pitching equivalent of a Patrick Wisdom or something? Mm-hmm. Like, that, I don't know if he's going to be a guy who's going to come up soon, but, like, the Cubs have some guys down there who have been really impressive this minor league season. Someone said this the other day, and it really kind of it kind of jarred me a little bit because I think as a Cub fan too, although I think you'll attest to this, especially like in from like you know the late '90s into the early 2000s and all the way through 2010 and a little bit beyond that, even uh, you know maybe like 2014, 15, even it you know the Cardinals always felt like they would just oh turn over a rock, and I found two middle infielders and one <laughs> lights out reliever, and you know you you then they go into the you know they go to a, a porta potty and they turn over a piece of toilet paper and they find you know a third baseman and a you know a, a ton a stud left fielder they just find people and it this works and fast forward to today this is like this feels like that because this is how the Cardinals kept it up for so long mm-hmm. is they just had random dudes step up that got it feels like that like with a wisdom and wisdom was a Cardinals prospect maybe the magic has you know the shifted there where you know the Cubs have a winning franchise. The winning mentality carries off everywhere everyone goes because they are part of a winning franchise that, you know, the Cardinal ways they used to call it or whatever the hell. That's just a winning mentality. And I think that the fact that the Cubs have now it's, we're going on six years of the Cubs being one of the best teams in baseball, like, you know, making the postseason every year that we're looking at a team that's just they know at least this is where the line is and guys can believe that they're great and go through this. And winning is a, is a mindset, too. There is a mindset. You know, it's not the oh, shit, here we go again mindset which was basically the Cubs up until the World Series, or 2015, when they, when they beat the Cardinals. So I think that this is a really cool thing, too, where you're seeing these relievers, these guys that were like, whoa, the Cubs had no pitching. We just talked about how bereft the whole organization is of pitching, yet here's this no-name guy that they got in, like, the you know 12th round. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's like, holy smokes, this guy's pretty good. Or in, in, in Nance's case, well, he's playing independent league ball. He's got one of the yeah. dirtiest spin rates in baseball. Now, I don't know what it's going to look like now that they've got the sticky stuff out, but <laughs> there was that <laughs> – yeah. I think there was that. I think his last game at San Diego was like a couple days after, like the whole, like, oh, we're going to start cracking down on guys. And like, mm-hmm. there is like, there was one graph that did show a dramatic decrease in his spin rates. But hey, it was only one game. Who knows? Hey, fans, I would like you to know now that every single baseball that you catch uh, that goes out of play is no longer going to be sticky tacked. You're getting bodily fluids. Good luck yep. with that. Someone's got herpes. That's on your hand. Hey, no, oh, but you're, you're 100%. Arms You're 100 percent right, Kevin. With the the Cardinals devil magic just transferring over to the Cubs, and like maybe maybe it was Patrick Wisdom who just this you get this now, Cubs. You just anyone yeah. who you bring up is gonna like pitch shutout baseball for a month, and then any guy you, you call up 
hitting wise is going to hit 300. Like, cool. I'll take it for a year. And so the Cubs are currently tied with the Brewers for first place in the NL Central. Now, with the upcoming schedule, how are, are what's your confidence level on the NL Central right now? Could we talk about this too on the show? We, we did we say that June was the measuring stick, Aldo? And I think you know, go ahead and tell you know, what what was our what was our thinking before we entered June? I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was just just like stay level, stay stay where you basically where you enter June at the end of this like month stretch. If you're still like around first place, you'll take that as a win. And uh, I mean, I know they they went three and four on the West Coast, but like they went before they uh, went to San Francisco, they had the three game series against the Padres, swept them. Uh, and then obviously one, two of three in San Diego. And, uh, you know, the, the giant series was tough. Um, you know, just facing a hot team, pretty good pitchers too. But, you know, you, you had that 10 game stretch where they went six and four against two of the best teams in your league. So you have to feel pretty damn good about that. Um, now you have the Cardinals coming in they've been struggling. They lost another pitcher too. And, uh, they've been, I mean, they've been struggling, uh, for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. So like the annoying part is that is that the Brewers are just playing all these bums. <laughs> yeah, they're got these <laughs> and, uh, right now, don't they? For the month of June, mm-hmm. and like so, like the Cubs are in their tough part of their schedule, and the Brewers are are basically going to finish the first half like playing all these bad teams. So, like maybe you do get to July, and like maybe you're going to be a game or two back. But as long as you're just just stay within right, stay within distance there, and like Keep I'll take it. Because it's a tough fucking stretch. Yep. Well, you got look at this. You got the Cardinals, which, by the way, starting tomorrow, hundred percent are starting on the Friday game of that series, game one, hundred percent capacity at Wrigley Field. The Cubs mm-hmm. are going to be in first place. Cardinals are coming to town. It's going to be loud. Wrigley, Wrigley is going to be shaking, and that's going to be yep. a, a fantastic boost for the team as they're coming back from a road trip. But they just come home for three, and then they're back on a plane, you know, Sunday night to play the Mets on Monday. They got a four game set in New York and then they come back home, which is weird road for three or home for three after a West coast swing. And then back to New York for four back home for a what three against the Marlins, two against the Indians, and then back to the, back to the Dodgers. And then from LA on a Sunday night game to the Brewers on Monday, like, oof. Yeah. That right there, that that week, the 24th through the 30th of this month is going to be the God, if they could finish 500 in that stretch, amazing. And that's, that's brutal. Just so you know, as we've been talking on the show, Starling Marte just hit a home run. Jazz, Jazz Chisholm, Chisholm. Chisholm hit a home run. Uh, Mitch Hanniger had two home runs already today. Trade for him. Uh, Brian Reynolds hit a home run today. Yeah, so make a trade, Rick. <laughs> I was imagining Saturday Night Live with uh, make a trade, Rick. Right? Make make a trade. Come on, put down your uh, '80s and '90s hip hop that you're apparently a big fan of. I don't know if you guys you guys listen. What what was that? Rick was on Benetti and Len Casper's new podcast as their yeah. first guest, and it was a good interview. I mean, they were their marketing is like no questions are off the table, but that. Didn't really seem like the case, but they asked Rick, like, what's your hobby? Like, what do you do when you're not doing baseball? And Rick Hahn being Rick Hahn, he went down this whole spiel about how baseball takes up his whole life. And like, he made it very clear that like baseball is like number one with a bullet, which we get, we get it, Rick. Um, But then he said like, he's a big, he's like, well, 
I guess I could say I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a hip hop head. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a hip hop head. Eighties, um, nineties <laughs> hip hop. Uh, and then he told a story. <laughs> he told a story. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, I'd go on the go on the team bus, and Ricky Ricky Reckon Rio would be right there, and he'd be like, hey boss, hey boss, I'm gonna play this for you, and he'd throw Jay Z on the on the radio. So Jay Z on the CD player. Yeah. So. <laughs> East Coast and, guy, huh? I guess so, but not enough not to fire his ass. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, true story. Um, Rick Hahn designed those Southside. Uh, yeah, maybe he maybe he's the lead designer. Yeah, he was the lead designer. He's like, look, I, I'm channeling my my Jay Z here. I was listening to this Jay Z tape the other day, and um, I had it blasting on my Walkman while I was going on a jog, and boom, it just it came to me. Yeah, but that was weird. He also said in the interview, like his wife gets mad at him because he breaks a lot of remote controls when he watches Sox games. He definitely broke a remote control watching Madrigal last night. Uh, and then he like, he threw a laundry basket once and it, his wife walked in the room at the wrong time and he almost nailed, took her out with the laundry oh, basket. Geez. So he's potential DV problem. If he's going to hit her with laundry, that's oh, stop it. We're not going down that road, sir. No, <laughs> it was a slippery slope. No, it's um, a joke. It was a joke. Um, yeah, I mean, he doesn't play for the Braves, but anyways, <laughs> ouch, it's time to make a move, please. I, by the way, uh, shout out to John Boy Mita. He just tweeted out his uh video breaking down Abreu getting hit by the bat by the umpire. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Those are always fun. His breakdown of the dude missing first in the home run was fantastic. Oh, Cabrian. Oh, so that better fun. not cost me in fantasy. <clears throat> nah, he did that. that the was, other one, that other kid. The kid from the Pirates. No, it was like the kid in AAA when they told him like oh, he didn't wait. touch home. Yeah, he didn't touch home. That was a terrible call. MLB's been fucking up. I think we've talked about it a few times in, in one of my chats. Yeah, I don't uh, want to go down the whole umpiring. No, bad. It's time for them to communicate. That's all. It's time for them to get on yes, the mic. Jason wouldn't. Yep. Just Jason. Jason uh, you know, we, there was not conclusive enough evidence. Sorry runner remains safe and move on or, or out and move on. But because they don't see anything, it feels so like boys clubbish, like where it's like they're protecting their own. It's just, it, it hurts yeah. their credibility more. It, it, replay is supposed to help their credibility. It's not helping their credibility at all. It's just slowing the game down. And so if they can't make it credible, it's a waste of time too. I'd rather just go with the, the play on the field and move the game along a couple, you know, that's you a couple of reviews a game. That's five, 10 minutes per game that you're losing. If it's not going to be. Jace, after the, what I think was the blown call at home on Wednesday night uh, with the tag on Grandal. Jason mm-hmm. Benetti went. I like it when Jason gets fired up, man. It, it's, it's great because <laughs> he does like kind of like I do, where he's like, it's like quick little jabs. Like he try, he keeps it professional because Jason's a very professional guy. He's very good at his job. I'm very happy that he got the Olympics. But like he'll throw these like very smart, well placed jabs in the middle of his rants and they're it's a plus stuff, dude. I absolutely love it. It was, it was tough though. Um, obviously Jason Brandy does a great job. Great play by play guy. The, the throwing air from TA uh, yeah. in the eighth, and he's, he got like really excited. He thought it was a double play. I was like, Oh mm-hmm. man. That yep. was, that was brutal. He owned um, it though. He wore it right away. He did. He like right away. Yeah. Like he immediately was like, well, that, yep. sometimes you wish for things. You don't get them. <laughs> <laughs> and then the socks, I mean, it's never a good time for an injury like this, but like this is a really bad time for the. So they got the Thursday night game finishing up the series against Toronto, and then they go to Detroit for a weekend three gamer, which 
okay, cool, breathe, you know. And then after that, it's three games at home against Tampa, which the only good part is they're at home. The White Sox currently have the best record in baseball at home. Mm -hmm. And then four games down in Houston. And, I mean, I'm talking this is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tampa Bay, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Houston. Like, that's a fucking – yeah. That's I mean, yeah, and then do you just you guys are having a four game series against Toronto? Like no off days here. No. And yeah. This, yep. And I mean, then they go to Pittsburgh for two and then they're home for a long set. They got a nice seven game home set versus Seattle and Minnesota, which the twins suck. I think I'm contractually <laughs> obligated to say the twins suck at least <laughs> once an episode. So they get that series. But I mean it's it's a rough, this is a big stretch for them. And so that's another reason. Just pile it on to the reasons. Make a deal, Rick. Make a deal, Rick. Over under, when do you think he makes a deal? I'll set it at July, July 4th. It better be the under. That's a good, like, uh, when's the trade deadline? Uh, I think it's actually this year. I think it's actually August or July 30th. It's a weird day. It's not the 31st. And it's weird, too, because a lot of the scouting is being poured into the draft. It's going to be around that. Uh, by July. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's going to be a lot of – they're doing some – these scouts are working overtime for all these organizations right now. They're actually doing a really difficult job. In, so, in the, in the job thing, but. with the trade deadline being the 30th, I would like them to have made one significant move. I'm not talking high A player for double A player type shit. Like, significant MLB in the lineup move. By the fourth, that gives them less than a little less than a month. Three weeks. Huh? You got to figure something out, man. Yep. You got figure. You got figure something out, man. But I don't know. You guys got anything else? I want to yeah. get get set up for this game. Real quick, man. I just I, I want to get too sentimental, but um, I just wanted to give a shout out and a thank you to everybody from White Sox Twitter, um, and Lil Yumper too. Uh, whether it was hanging out with Lil Yumper and Aloha, Mr. Hand over at Buffalo Wings and Rings. You know, being in Beeflo's backyard with Beef, you know, Yuzo, obviously, Treasy, uh, Josh Nelson, you know, Wally and, and his floppy junk. Um, you know, just just really, you know, and even the ladies, too, the, the Mrs. Beefloaf, getting to see everybody. And then, of course, at the ball game with everybody, you know, Alex, Luke, um, you know, Steve-O, uh, Keelan, uh, Jordan. I mean, I, the whole group. I'm going to forget somebody, guys. But I just I, I can't tell you guys how grateful I am for you guys taking me in and, and giving me such a great opportunity. That was one of the best trips home I've had in my life since I've, since I've moved away from Chicago and it was really great to be with people that I've not met um, in person that we've interacted for, you know, for more than a year. Um, so it was first time you and I've gotten to be in the same vicinity of each other, mm-hmm. you know, just great time to be able to hang out, you know, grab some beers, watch a walk off win for the white Sox. But mm-hmm. you know, even after the game, the post game stuff, just going over and drinking beers and just hanging out. I mean, I've, I felt I have, you know, it, it felt like I was at a party with family that I hadn't seen in a week as opposed to, meeting people that I've never met in my entire life in a, in a physical sense. And so I can't tell you guys how grateful and thankful I am. Zoe, to you, thank you. Um, just to everybody too, man, especially like a uh, yumper too, man. He's a Cub fan with me too. Being a Cub fan and being welcomed in like that by Sox fans. So I know that's like kind of, you know, a, almost a, a faux pas. Um, my heart was overflowing and uh, it was so overflowing that after the 2 a.m. train ride and 3 a.m. Uber home that I also ordered then uh, 3.30 a.m. White Castle <laughs> then I fell asleep and was hanging on the fence waiting for me at 7 a.m. when I woke back up realizing, oh, shit, I ordered White Castle. So, you know, it's a good night when you're Ubering home 
when you're ordering White Castle, you never eat because it's hanging on the on the fence out front. I I just can't thank you guys enough, and I just you know my heart's full, and I appreciate you guys, every single one of you guys. So thank you so much, and, and ladies too. Obviously, uh, Scariosa, uh, Janice was there too as well. I mean, just everybody. It was just it was overwhelming, and and you know my heart's full, man. I I, I left I left missing home immediately. So thank you guys from my no, heart. It was uh. It was a really good time, man. Everybody's real cool. Although we got to get you out here or we got to figure out something. Oh, yeah, you too, mailman Jack. I was just kidding. Kevin, you have to go back. It's the summer. You know, you're not teaching. No, I'm I'm looking at a trip back, but it'll be a Cubs series probably this time just because I need to get to Wrigley and get inside Wrigley without breaking and entering. When so, is the Cubs Sox series? It's like uh, July, July, isn't it? Or August? Oh, yes, no, they got both of them in August. That's a terrible scheduling, by the way. Yeah. Both. Like, I wish the, if the Cubs would have played the White Sox at the end of May talk about like full bloat explosion the been. only good thing about that is it'll be 100 percent capacity for those series true which always makes it a little bit more I, and more importantly i just want you know eloy and robert uh, i want all those guys to be healthy so if they yeah. have to take a couple extra weeks to miss that it'll be fine so too. han said of eloy and robert that they're both deep towards the end of phase one of the recovery phase two begins starts with the clearance to resume baseball activities Okay. So once they get that clearance, pending on you know all the time they've missed, uh, that's when they'll start a minor league rehab stint, which will probably be a couple weeks because they're going to have to get a couple games in to get their timing and everything back before they bring them up. So still end of August at best for either one of those two. So yeah, so it's be get first week first weekend of August. Uh, Cub Sox, and then right at the end of August, Cub Sox. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully, I mean, be healthy, guys. You know, don't don't rush it. <laughs> yeah, don't rush. Be, it. be back September one. <laughs> I, well, make a trade, Rick. Um, all right, fellas, I gotta go move a TV so I can watch this game. Yeah. Uh, so the for all those out in the night. Sorry. For all those fids, I'm Zo. Keep your head up, everybody. Make a trade, Rick. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Pinwheels and Ivy. Thank you. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Rick Lee or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy. Every season, make it all change. 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 Every season, make it all change.